Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Jerry's Kids, a podcast where we talk about Falwell family and their various institutions, including Liberty University, Thomas Rowe Baptist Church, and Lynchburg Christian Academy, now Liberty Christian Academy. My name is Violet Winters, my pronouns are they, she, and thanks for joining me today. Today is so-called Thanksgiving, and I want to start off with a land acknowledgement that this podcast is being recorded on Tana Atham and Yaki land in Tucson, Arizona, on stolen land. Um, I also want to remember the five people who lost their lives in the shooting on Saturday in Colorado. Uh, like many of us, I'm still reeling from that and am not okay. Uh, not only is this a an evangelical podcast, but this is a queer podcast, and I'm I'm devastated. I am astonished and shocked by the hate that continues to exist in this country, and I, I do think that much of it can be traced to evangelicism and extreme forms of Christianity, especially especially the kind of Christianity that Jerry Falwell and his progeny have mixed in with politics and with Republican politics. So to them, their names are Raymond Green Vance, Daniel Davis Aston, Ashley Poe, Derek Rump, and Kelly Loving. You can give at coloradogives.org to help out the victims of the shooting. I'm recording this podcast in the wake of absolutely horrific violence and on a day that is itself a commemoration of horrific violence and of the genocide that's been inflicted on indigenous peoples in the United States, so-called United States. I'm putting the funny Christian song at the end today in light of everything that's been going on and the somberness of this episode, but I still want to include it for a bit of levity afterwards, so just know that there's going to be some heavy content around hell and family, so content warning there. Skip this episode if you don't feel like those are topics that feel comfortable yet. There's absolutely no shame in that, and it's okay. The subject of today's podcast is hell. It segues from much of what we talked about last time with Christian children's media, especially movies like Escape from Hell and Left Behind and books that I read from Jerry B. Jenkins describing demons possessing people. Hell is a concept that's found across many different religions, many different cultures, and has different, yeah, different permutations and different Christian denominations. In the Falwell Church, I grew up thinking of hell as 
a very, very real place. Uh, as real, if not even more real, than this world that, that we inhabit now. It was the counterpart to heaven. We had no purgatory like the Catholics, just here, heaven, and hell. Hell was described in various ways to me, but what was most important was that it was a place of eternal suffering. Suffering that would literally never, ever end. You would be in the most agonizing torture of your life. Some people described it as very literally a lake of fire. So imagine one of the great lakes, but or even an ocean, but instead of water, full of roaring tongues of fire, and that you're just being burned. And burned in such a way that you would die if you were alive, but since you're dead, you can't die. And you just experience it over and over and over. And then coupled with that, we always heard as a rejoinder to people saying that, well, I'll just go to hell because I'll be with all my friends, that hell would be this ultimate place of isolation and not only would you be separate from God which some I don't know probably Calvinists would argue is the worst thing that could happen to you you'd be separate from everybody else that was there you would have no contact with anyone you'd be completely shut off alone in your suffering with no one to take pity on you no one to empathize with you and the pain would be so real and it would never ever ever end so I started coming into contact with this concept really young as I talked about last time probably around like five or six when it's very easy to get somebody to believe in this kind of thing I mean if somebody told me now like and I had had no exposure to Christianity and somebody came up to me and started talking to me about hell you know it just seems really unhinged and like that's obviously not real which is finally a place where I'm at I'm no longer afraid of hell I don't believe it's real I don't believe it exists um it, it has no fear for me anymore but as a kid when you believe that you know there might be a monster under your bed or that your toys might come alive or that when you're still figuring out the world and any number of fantastic things and horrifying things seem possible, hell is one of those that you get told by your authority figures, your parents, your church leaders, your pastors, that it is really real. And it becomes very easy to believe it and for it to become a very deep-rooted and entrenched belief that can really dominate your life. So... That's what it was for me, and, and not only did we have the written description of hell, but we had the the physical, or excuse me, the like movies and such that depicted it as well, including Escape from Hell, like I described. Last time we had... I'm trying to, to access these memories now and see if there's any other movies or shows, but... One really visceral way that hell was presented to us when I was older, more in like middle school, high school years. So, Liberty, I think it was, yeah, it was Liberty University 
ran this program called Scaremare, which was a haunted house, pretty much like any other haunted house. You go and it's in some abandoned building downtown. It was really popular, like it was one of the few haunted houses in town and a lot of the Liberty students would go. So you go there and uh, there's people while you're in line running around with chainsaws and you go through the house and there's a lot of jump scares and et cetera, et cetera. I only went once or twice. I was I was scared of that kind of thing. But then at the end of it, before you're allowed to leave, you have to pass through this tent where somebody talks to you about the gospel, about Jesus and about how hell is real. And I don't remember the details, but essentially the message was that if you felt scared by that, well, that's not even comparable to how scary hell would be. So you should give your life to Jesus. And it was this like really unhinged scare tactic to get you in this place where you're terrified and frightened and then manipulate you through your fear into coming to Jesus. And and this is definitely all part of the like manipulation and fear part of evangelical Christianity that goes hand in hand with the way it entices you to become a Christian. Uh, But this fear element is really, really strong. I, yeah, it, it, it stayed with me for a very long time, even after leaving. And then there was another church in town, not related to the Falwells, but with really similar vibes. And I'll just talk about it because it relates to the subject, they had a similar program called Judgment House, which was a walkthrough drama. And they did it every year, and normally some of my friends were in it. It was at a church called Heritage Baptist Church, and another another mega church in town. It was sort of the competitor for Thomas Road. And then every year the plot was the same, like the characters in it and the specific roles would change, but the general narrative arc was the same, and it was that there'd be a group of teenagers, and they'd be having a grand old time, and then they'd get in some kind of horrible accident, a car accident, or normally a car accident, from what I remember. And then some of them are Christians, and some of them are not. And you so you're like it's a walkthrough drama you're following along with them as all this happens you're moving between different rooms in the church so after they die you go to this like judgment room and you find out which ones are going to go to heaven and which ones are going to go to hell and you follow the people into hell and this really scared me too as a kid not as much not as much because i was older at the time but you go into a room it's really dark there's laughing demons and evil cackling sounds and you see these people and they're like somehow just I don't think they depicted like them being tortured but maybe they're burning so maybe they did depict them being tortured I I don't remember a lot of the details except that it was dark and really cheesy and there were like people probably some of whom I knew dancing around pretending to be demons and then after that you go and follow the people into heaven when you're in heaven, oh, and also I think when you're in hell, some vague memories of like the actors interacting with the audience and talking about how like you might be next and such. And then you go to heaven, and in heaven, they really interact with you, and it's this very like white, pure, like holy place. 
Um, everything's very bright and light and everyone's wearing white clothing and you get a robe and I think you might even be given like a new name or something and everybody like welcomes you in there and it's very peaceful. There were a lot of homeschoolers engaged in this acting. I was also homeschooled and it showed like there were people who were just Oh god, I don't know, it was really awkward. It was like going to a homeschool party or something, like it just wasn't where you want it to be. It is not a fun place. Anyways, though, they give you that, and then that's sort of the end, and I'm sure there was some kind of gospel presentation there as well. For those of you who don't know, a gospel presentation is basically somebody telling you that you're a sinner and that you need to give your life to Jesus and that Jesus came to earth to die on the cross for you and he sacrificed himself for your sins so god wouldn't send you to hell and now you can go to heaven i'll unpack that in a later episode because the logic of it is so twisted and fucked but that was judgment house those are some really visceral depictions of hell that we had hell is is really scary and i think that it laid behind and haunted many of my actions and it i i was worried that you know, maybe I wasn't really a Christian, and if I wasn't really a Christian, if I hadn't done it right, if I was, like, following God but not closely enough and I had somehow deceived myself or Satan had deceived me, like, you're constantly questioning yourself and constantly questioning, like, what is real and, and like, if you can trust yourself and if you can trust your own intuition and feelings. And it's like, well, if I don't, if I haven't done this correctly, then I'm going to go to hell and I'm going to suffer for a really like forever and, and and there's no second chances there's no coming back out of that i'm struggling to convey exactly how terrifying it was i think that i feel locked off from that part of myself like it was it was really 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 scary and a common theme too in the way that we talked and the way the church dialogue was that like you never know what's going to happen tomorrow you never know when you're going to die uh which is really true <laughs> uh, you don't but uh you, you never know when god's going to come and take you they would say and you want to be ready and you want to be prepared so we were like constantly checking ourselves to make sure that we were really truly saved and that we had really meant it when we had like given our lives to god through praying the sinner's prayer, which again, it feels like that's leading into the the next episode, just sort of laying the foundations of what Christianity was for me, and and the sinner's prayer, and the path to salvation, and the Romans road are all a really big part of that. But I think I don't confront this emotionally anymore because I don't know what to do about it, and I. I, I have no solutions. Uh, my, so some of my family members are still Christians, uh, particularly my mother. And these people believe that when they die, they're going to go to a place called heaven, and I'm going to go to a place called hell, because I'm not a Christian anymore. Some of them believe that you can never lose your salvation, or that you can never fully really leave the church, which is creepy and its own thing. So maybe some of them believe I'll still go to heaven, I don't know. But I'm pretty sure my mom believes that I'll go to hell. And the pain that that must incur for her must be absolutely tremendous. Because this woman, 
200% believes that this is all real and that we have souls that are like separate and distinct from our bodies and go go someplace after we die. And as a parent, I cannot imagine, or for her as a parent, I can't imagine the pain that she must feel thinking that this awful thing, like the literal worst thing possible in her world is going to happen to me. Um, and she knows that arguing with me about it or trying to change my mind isn't going to do anything, though she still tries sometimes, but she, it, it, it must be an incredible pain. I, I can't imagine. And I wish that I could alleviate that somehow. Because for Christians, too, that remain in it, that's an incredible kind of suffering to know that you're, to feel like you know that your loved ones, your family members, your perhaps intimate partners, your children are, are going to be apart from you forever and that they'll have no second chances. And I hate that for her. I hate that for anyone who believes that about me, who cares about me and thinks that because I don't believe what they believe or live the way they live, I'm going to spend the rest of my life after I die. I'm going to spend all of this afterlife period, like suffering and separate from God. That's devastating. And I, I don't really know how to interact with that. This is something I would, Love to put out a call for. Again, I have an email. I'll repeat it at the end of the podcast and here, but it's Jerry's Kids Podcast at gmail.com. If you have a voice recording of your own experience you want to send in, I'd be glad to include it in the podcast if you're interested in being interviewed. Um, especially if you're from Lynchburg or from Thomas for Baptist Church or, the, or interacted with these Falwell institutions. It's uh, it's a lot. It's really a lot, and I would love to hear you all's experiences as well and, and be able to maybe heal together and work together through some of these things. It's so hard when you don't have real solutions that I don't really see any resolution to this complete difference in perception of the world that my mother and I have and that many people I grow up with grew up with and I have I don't I just don't engage and I feel bad for their suffering but also recognize that it's not my burden I had a my brother I don't think is so religious anymore but I had a really poignant and heartbreaking conversation with him soon after I left Christianity he's five years younger than me I was 20 19 I had moved out a year before and we were on the phone and talking and he was on the verge of tears if he wasn't crying already and asking me like, so he would have been like 14. Like, don't you want to be with me and mom and the rest of us when we all die? And of course I do. I just don't believe that that's real. Of course I do. So it's, it's really devastating and, 
That was a hard conversation. It was a really hard conversation, and there wasn't much to say. There still isn't much to say. And with that, I, I don't really have much more to say about that right now. So the song I have for you today is by a Christian metal 80s hair band. Look them up called Striper, S-T-R-Y-P-E-R. -E I'm pretty sure named after like the stripes that Jesus received on the cross from being whipped. And the song is called To Hell With The Devil. Before I go into that, I found this list of worship songs about hell when I was trying to rack my brains about what song might be appropriate. And I think that from a Christian website called Praise Charts, there is a really good description of how Christians view hell. They say, unmatched by his kingdom, the opposition of God lays in fires of eternal suffering. Hell is the waiting place of our enemy. However, where fears rise and our hope becomes distant, we are reminded of God's promise to bring restoration to his people. Nothing will remain without judgment, but all who believe in the Son and follow his will shall be exalted in heaven. This is God's promise to us. And this is Striper.
Thanks again for joining on Jerry's Kids. Come back next time to hear more about the Romans Road, the gospel, and ways that we were taught to evangelize and taught to give our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ and Jerry Falwell's church. See you next time. You can reach us at jerryskidspodcast at gmail.com if you have questions, comments, or audio submissions. Chest. Most of the 